For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Is Kate's law about getting violent criminals off the street, or is it really about filling up prisons? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, bringing you the libertarian perspective on the most important stories of the week. And no... I do not think the most important story of this week was Trump's tweet about Mika's facelift. Believe it or not, I know I'm departing from the mainstream media on this. That is not what I think was the most important uh, story of the week. But what I do think was, at least from a policy perspective, a libertarian perspective, a very important story was that two laws were passed Uh, in the House. They probably will have a hard time in the Senate. One of them, they're immigration laws. One of them was called Kate's Law, and the other is No Sanctuary for Criminals Law. Now, just to recap what they are, Kate's Law has gone through some iterations. The one that passed was a a little bit of a watered-down version. It did not have mandatory minimum penalties, uh, jail time, but it increases the maximum jail time which previously had been 10 years and now uh, under certain circumstances, it's 25 years jail time for illegal immigrants who return to this country after being deported. So it's not a, it doesn't address punishment for the crimes that were committed. It addresses the, uh, the just the actual action of coming back in after having been deported. And then the other, the sanctuary, city's bill withholds federal law enforcement funds uh, penalizes sanctuary cities what are called sanctuary cities requires that they uh the sanctuary city laws vary from place to place but this requires that the local law enforcement help the federal uh federal government enforce federal laws Justin Amash, he's a congressman from Michigan, he was the only Republican who voted against both of those laws, and boy, did he get grief for it. That second one, though, he had said, he, he, he listed the amendments that it violated, <laughs> the constitutional amendments, including the 11th Amendment, which I hadn't even heard of, which I guess is that citizens can't sue states uh, in this case, it would be it gives citizens the right to sue states for federal for not enforcing federal laws. And Amash's objection to this law, which he has voted on the defunding sanctuary cities bills before, but he won't vote yes on this one because he says that it uh, it you it hijacks it it forces local law enforcement to enforce federal laws. And that's a violation of federalism of separation of state and federal government. And I actually wouldn't even think, take that so seriously. Like, uh, you know, maybe not think it was a big deal, but that's a actually 
something big that's happening right now is this it's that tenth amendment it's the blurring the lines between the feds and the state i know i thought brian kemp was the secretary of state of georgia was taking a strong line against federal encroachment on the election process and then i find out i think this week if i'm not mistaken that he is cooperating by giving uh voter information to the uh trump's commission investigating federal elections i feel like a lot of issues are coming federalizing the police i i coined a term for it upsourcing um even where states are telling municipalities laws they can or cannot make for everything from plastic bag bans to uh how they treat gender bathroom identity um i think another big thing was like uh, a couple of years back was was the congress wanted to pass laws against gmo labeling at the state level i mean all this stuff that encroaches on the separation of the governments especially subsidiarity where upper governments force their way their will onto lower governments that's something i think we should be very alarmed about and i feel like the trump backlash is uh, paradoxically eroding the Tenth Amendment further, those people should be saying, hey, man, let's restore the integrity of the states and the local governments uh, so that the federal government can't have that much influence over us. Instead, I feel like they're they're crying out for globalism. They're crying out for world government, for uh, another uh, hierarchy above the federal government. I mean, the whole... So, uh, and I'm extra cautious when i see republicans using republican policy matters to blur these lines because the republican voter is usually the one that really wants strictly to control uh to adhere to to defend the bill of rights and the constitution so it's always going to take the republicans to deceive the republican voters into into blurring these lines and allowing the slippery slope to begin but the but the Cates Law one, that is a very tricky kind of question, especially for uh, libertarians. A lot of libertarians are just for what um, are called open borders. Now, I myself am an anarcho-capitalist. To me, my borders are my person and my property, and I I don't. For me, it's the the citizen who is sovereign. So I could be for no borders, you know, just the guy, have a guy with a gun at every four corner of my property. But open borders is something different because you let, uh, if you let people in, the borders are there. They control your behavior. So, for example, if you had people coming in who could very easily vote legally or illegally without a a thorough understanding of, of our foundational laws, that could really change how we are treated by our own government within our borders. So it's not no borders, you know, it's there are borders that are defined by la- that it, it, you know contain the parameters of labor law, of um welfare, of minimum wage, of all these things that are affected that we are affected by uh and that affect other people that actually draw immigrants in. So you've got, uh, so it's what they call a competing rights issue. It's it's a real complicated issue, as you can tell. Um, and I want to kind of tease it out throughout the show in the context of this new law, Kate's Law, which, which I frankly suspect that a lot of the law and order policies that are coming down from this administration, instead of focusing on rape, murder, 
theft, assault, you know, the real crimes against person and people, every single thing they're focusing on, it's immigration, it's drug enforcement. Now I heard yesterday that Trump is sending the feds into Chicago to get illegal guns off the streets. All of those things, to me, are double-edged swords that that you can you're increasing prison populations you could even be increasing criminal activity with some of that stuff because it's they aren't inherently they aren't crimes against person and property they're crimes that are defined by government policy and i do not think that's where we should be focusing and it seems to me the biggest impact of that kind of focus is to swell the prison population, especially if you swell it with outsiders, uh, immigrants or people are coming over to do crimes, you are uh, you're not going to get any resistance from the American population because they're not their people. You could have this absolutely endless stream of clients for the prison industrial complex and nobody would even really think that hard about it. Whereas if you if you are going to secure the borders better, you should secure the borders spend the money there than spend the money having illegal immigrants in the jails here for 25 years. And the Kate Steinle case is a great example of some very uh, specific details that actually demonstrate how these policies might not quite work. So I'm going to explain all that. Let's get to some tweets and some calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. My producer Binkley's here with, uh, you've got any tweets teed up for me i do i have one from the warrior king leonidas he (laughs) says this law gives a long jail sentence to deter illegals it's a consequential deterrent before no consequences that is a common misperception about our system that there were no consequences the guy who allegedly shot kate steinley had just been coming off of his third five-year sentence in federal prison for re-entering and i and i uh actually heard on fox news john scott and greg jarrett two anchors saying uh yeah there are no consequences can you believe it thank goodness for this law and it was such garbage i knew because i know this guy's story which i'm going to tell you after the break it's really different from what you're hearing and uh and since then fox has scrubbed that video but i i watched it so many times i know exactly what it says it was misinformation fake news maybe i'm going to clear it up for you tell you what the real story is and get to your calls after the break 404-872-0750 one 800 wsb or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's 83 degrees outside the studio, a three on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're talking about the latest version of Kate's Law. Uh, I want to end just the law and order theme in general. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Ken in Loganville. Hi, Ken. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say I understand what you uh, are saying about the prison population. And the thing that kind of caught me was about the border crossings, that since Trump has just become president, how much has decreased. So I think that I understand the theory behind it, but I think that it being President Trump is a slight bit uh, 
it's it's hard to it's hard to judge what's going to happen. Well, I would say this thing with Kate Kate's law, the guy who supposedly shot her was in he did five he did three five-year federal terms for coming back across the border and he was actually stopped at the border each time and pled guilty so i feel like that guy came from a really poor place in mexico and like wanted to be in jail here i almost wonder if that's true but my point is that the that it to take these guys and put them in jail for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years even, according to this new law, uh, we're much better off stopping them at the border, and we do, and we're getting better at it all the time. And I expect, you know, I could not get into Can you imagine trying to get, you or I, trying to get in or even out of this country without uh, papers? You know it's very hard, and I think Trump is going to make that even harder. Sure. So yeah. There's no taxpayer that wants to pay 10 years of an illegal immigrant in our system, but I think the fact that he's saying it and that he's putting it into place, that it's going to stop, uh, you know, 70% of it right there just from him saying it. You, you think know? that it is that it is really a deterrent to these guys to know that they would go to the jail? The same way as the illegal crossings have come across. I, I feel that President Trump, uh, personality, his persona will do most of the work. Yes, I I wouldn't argue with that. I think that there's a, a chance of that, and um, I guess you know I just feel like the the amount of money and resource, like the prison, <laughs> the prison companies are gearing up for this. Like there's real estate projects that are going to be launched because uh, they expect prison populations to swell. And I'm a little suspicious about. And I actually like Jeff Sessions. I'm not generally suspicious about him, but I'm a little suspicious about where it's headed. Uh, I've got, oh, Mike, hang on, Steve. Right after the break, more on Kate's Law. This is Monica Perez. You got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6. We are talking about Kate's Law and the No Sanctuary for Criminals laws. Those were two bills that were passed this week in Congress. They probably, in the House, they probably are going to face a fight in the Senate. And I found, especially I was watching Fox, and I... The first thing they did, I was watching, and I, I know I've been following the Kate Steinle story very closely because I noticed that it came out within one week of Trump launching his campaign. Uh, he made a, a, a polarizing comment that was uh, immigrants are rapists and also nice people. And then this came out, the Kate Steinle uh, murder. And I noticed it had all the earmarks of an event that was at least, at the very least, spun by the media and the government into a narrative that supports a specific argument. And and Trump's campaign was the argument, and this narrative, which, if you scratch the surface at all, the story behind the Kate Steinle murder, doesn't, it, it doesn't uh, hold water. I mean, the story is really strange. I'll get into it. Um, I want to get to some calls first. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. But uh, I was watching uh, 
the uh, Fox and they were talking about how there are no penalties for people who come back again and again. And that is absolutely not true. It is not true. There are penalties, lots of penalties. We pay big money. I think I forgot to confirm the stats, but I, I it's possible that I think the number one cause of arrest in this country is immigration related and uh, very large incarceration rates for that and they and that swells our prison population it keeps those people here and it and there's very little pushback because it doesn't affect people you know like their families aren't there to kind of get them out or whatever so they just they just languish there at i think he was in a california prison when he was released by uh the san francisco sheriff asked for after his five-year stint in the prison, for him to be returned to San Francisco to face a 20-year-old, $20 marijuana charge they no longer prosecute. So they were going to deport him, and San Francisco, the sheriff, asked for him. And uh, they, they said, okay, but just give him back to us. You know, let us know what happens, and we'll deport him. And the sheriff took him into custody. They don't prosecute those crimes there anymore. So instead of telling ICE or whatever um, about it, he just released the guy. And I, I believe that the sheriff was reprimanded by the mayor, saying that is not what the sanctuary city laws require. You're allowed to cooperate. You just aren't. We just don't hold people past their release date to wait for ICE. But you had plenty of time to communicate with them, and he was reprimanded. So... So that there wasn't a failure there. It was a failure. That one guy did this screwy thing. But Fox said these John, uh, Greg Jarrett and John Scott were talking about how there are no penalties. Then that video, which I had flagged, I had embedded, was swapped out at the URL level with a different video. And in the article I was reading, another yet another video replaced it of Tucker Carlson talking to a guy from Cato about this story and as the guy from Cato was talking about these details that really matter which I had already known about which is how I knew that that the Fox conversation was completely fraudulent uh, and he's talking about how whether it would work or not Carlson saying to him you uh, don't you realize somebody died here don't you why, why do you have no sympathy for the victims and all that just really trying to get the emotion out and talking over the guy and getting frustrated, then basically, you know, kind of virtually hanging up on him. Uh, and and the, the emotion keeps us from identifying what the real issues are and what will really work here. So I and it's a nuanced issue. Immigration is something that libertarians can disagree on because it's a competing rights issue. And I'm happy to get into all that. I want to get to some calls um let's have a tweet binkley my producers here binkley give me a tweet okay i have a tweet from someone who wants to remain anonymous they say hi monica what is meant by narco n-a-r-c-o <laughs> capitalist please define and keep me anonymous I said that I was an anarcho-capitalist, which is a Murray Rothbard expression, a great libertarian, Mr. Libertarian. Uh, anarcho-capitalist is, it's not narco-capitalist. I'm not a drug dealer. I would say it's not narco. So it's it's A-N. Anar <laughs> yes, A-N, anarcho. That means no um, overarching government because uh, of this theory. It's actually a Hayek theory, who's also a kind of big libertarian thinker. 
and economists that society is self-ordering, that spontaneous order uh, uh, arises particularly from capitalism. So who would build the roads is a big question to people who say my idea of a self-ordering, like governments is not the same as this monopoly coercive state. They asked me what I would do. Uh, Who would build the roads? Well, the people who build the houses and the stores would build the roads to connect the houses and the stores or to get in and out to build the houses. I mean, that's what happens. And how would you get your your uh, how would you be safe on those roads? Well, if they want you to use the roads, they would make sure that there was security there or for the 40 percent taxes you pay or however much taxes you pay, you could conceivably provide your own security or simply get an insurance policy. You know, we pay the government all this money, 40% of GDP for security. And if we get robbed or whatever, they don't reimburse us. It's not like an insurance policy. There's no recourse. Um, So the idea is that just by having transactions and self-interest alone, all the all the security and all the resources would arise in society and order would occur that that man did not come down from the trees or out of the caves because government was waiting for them government is a parasite that grew up out of the surplus from that order from that progress so i am an anarcho capitalist meaning like and i figure the very long term plan for any kind of truly just human society is to get rid of this coercive monopoly government and to have a government, a voluntary government, which is what supposedly this is, right? The consent of the governed that is based on the fundamental principle, don't touch me or my stuff. That's the only law. It's self-evident. And we can uh, and and people by and large join forces or recognize our rights to defend ourselves under those circumstances. So thank you for asking for the clarification and let me get to some calls. I'm going to Mike and Claremont. Mike, you're on with Monica. Good morning, Monica. Well, what I wanted to talk about was this voter thing. You're talking about how the federal government's trying to get involved in that. Yes. And But before I do that, you made reference to the fellow out there in California. You're talking about case law. Uh, You said perhaps he shot her so that he could stay in prison and stay over here. No, 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 no. That's not what I was saying. I do not. I actually am not convinced that he did shoot her. I'm saying that he came over repeatedly. He was he was deported and he would come right back to the border, get arrested at the border, plead guilty and then go back to federal prison for five years. This happened three times. And all of his infractions were just drug infractions. He is a drug addled drug user with mental problems. And if you listen to him being interviewed, it's clear he's I, I personally think he's retarded. I mean, I have a son with Down syndrome. I'm not crazy about that word, but this guy clearly doesn't really understand what's going on and uh and i think that he might have just uh been okay with with having three squares and a cot actually all right well, the reason i called in was in my life experience i was a nursing home minister back in 1975 and a tornado came through and after the tornado i tried to get the building we had to put it back together i wasn't able to it i had a attorney and he went before the city fathers three times and i went before them three times before i hired him we couldn't get it but then they came to me the precinct committee man came to me and he says, if you'll allow these people to vote, I'll get you your building permit. I thought he said, I'll help you. But he said, I'll get it. So I said, well, that's not illegal. So I said, fine, go ahead. And they bring me a crew of six people coming and my building permit. Well, the good thing about that is those people are now immortal. They continue to vote, even though 1975, 
They've been dead 10, 20, 30 years. I went to two different departments trying to get that stopped. There was nobody who wanted to touch it. We need to have a cleaning house. And yeah. if you want to know about the severity of it, just remember the name Acorn. Oh, yeah. Acorn. Acorn. And I'll tell you something else, Mike. When I lived in California, this was a long time ago. Oh, I lived a couple of times in California, and, and it was I had experiences with this both times, that you would... they. People, illegal immigrants or it, just any kind of immigrant, anybody who was a non-citizen, non-voter, was solicited just from uh, on college campuses, uh, transfer students, exchange students, even at the DMV when when um, uh, my au pair went to get a license, they asked her to vote. She told them she was not eligible and they told her to register anyway. And this was absolutely common practice out there. Yes. Yeah, it's so- the truth. We have to have a cleaning house. We need to have a back. And even if it's inexpensive to, to something that you hold dear to you and so on and so forth, I don't know what a libertarian believe in, but, but I'm telling you that we have got to clean up our house. We, we, need to have, we need to have those voters' registrations. Be somebody who's alive, functional, and can vote. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think the last thing we should do is allow the feds to take it over. I mean, that is just looking for corruption. There we absolutely no transparency, no accountability. That really, that would be the end of it. If you even think there's value in democracy or we have a representative democracy, it would be gone. Um, thank you so much for the call. I'm going to Steve in Winder. Hi, Steve. You're on with Monica. Okay. Uh, first off, I have to tell you that I practically live in an ANCOM, ANCAP debate group on Facebook. I spent an exorbitant amount of time putting my logical boot uh, up the backside of stupid communists. Okay, so okay. I know where you're coming from. All right. But we don't live in that world. We live in this one. And uh, I absolutely agree with the notion that um, American citizens should be able to sue a sanctuary city because they've been harmed in some way by an illegal immigrant. Uh, these people should not be in the United States. And yes, you're right. We do need to spend a lot of money at the border. I believe, uh, you know, a border wall, even though, I mean, they're somewhat effective, but they send more of a message. Um, but- yeah, I think I, I'm not worried about the tactic of border security. I feel I have a friend who owns a ranch that's on the border on the Rio in Texas. And he said uh-huh. and his wife said they used to go down to the to the water and they can't anymore because the drug dealers have snipers there and have completely closed the border. So I know you can just yeah. close the border. I'm not worried about that. And that's why I don't want to spend all this money on so, the jails. So, uh, you know, but there are things we can do as a deterrent. And uh, I think, number one, first and foremost, is make it a felony to hire an illegal immigrant. Make it a felony to rent housing to an illegal immigrant. But why? I mean, felony and and there would be no jobs and nowhere for them to live. uh, Give it give it a two year grace period and let them go home. All right, Steve, I got to take a break. But after the break, I am going to uh, talk a little bit about like Making it a felony to hire an illegal immigrant, as a libertarian, the the immigration debate for me is, I believe that all 
the problems we have with immigrants, illegal immigrants, legal immigrants, all the problems, all the sources of conflict for all of us are would not exist if it weren't for bad government policy creating this situation, a dysfunctional situation. And I am going to talk about which policies they are. So before I would make it a felony to do that stuff, I would eliminate the problem at its root while securing liberty and justice for all. So I'm going to answer that question. Patrick, hang on. Uh, you're my next call, and uh, he's going to give us some insight on the Border Patrol. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. 86 is the high today, 72 the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're talking about Kate's Law, talking about immigration. I'm I'm a libertarian. I'm one libertarian. I have my opinion. I think I understand the whole spectrum of libertarian differences on immigration. It's one of those competing rights issues, so different people can have different thoughts. But if you are a libertarian, uh, would you please call me so we can talk about immigration and get different perspectives? I don't normally specifically ask libertarians to call, but I would like to um, talk about the government policies I think are leading to these immigration po- problems. I think it's very libertarian to think of it that way. But the solutions do vary according to libertarian viewpoints. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to go to Patrick in Blue Ridge. Hi, Patrick. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Uh, real quick, um, and I appreciate uh, taking my call, by the way, and I enjoy your show. A couple things. I am pretty close to a libertarian, as you'll get, and I'm a free, uh, open guy. I had the occasion, uh, I was in the federal government, and I was under the Justice Department, not a Border Patrol, but we, I was on the task force down uh, right along the border near the Yuma sector, and we worked uh, quite considerably with the Border Patrol. Here's a couple things that I think are confusing, because when the news gets it, they split hairs. The reality is, out of, say, the Border Patrol would make 50 arrests in their small little section, then you would get 50 to possibly up to 100 that would get across. Plus, the ones that were arrested, if they didn't have a previous uh, criminal history, the judge did not incarcerate these guys for more than days. I saw 60, 30 days. I mean, I saw a guy with 26 times. And where would they end up going? They would go either to the local. They have a lot of contract facilities, a lot of state contract, and they would go there and spend 30 to 60 days. But they wouldn't release them into the U.S. Well, at the time, no, they're not supposed to. But during that era, which was under the Bush administration, and the risk and reward for them it's, it's worth 60 days. It's worth 120 days. Yeah, no, I get it. But if you actually secure the border, you aren't going to have the problem. It is, I, I'm not saying it's not a deterrent. If you have regular people who are just here to work and they think they're going to go to jail for five years, I agree they're not going to come back. But I would also, rather than... Uh, make this as an attraction to prisons to just fill them up by attracting these people. You know, it sets up perverse incentives. I'll explain it after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts. 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.